This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. We've got a studio in, uh, guest in studio right now, Curtis. She is the surviving spouse of FDNY Lieutenant Joseph Joe Stack, Jr., part of the Tunnel to Towers Fallen First Responder Program recipient. And um, this is his wife. Good morning. Good morning, Joanne. And I told this story earlier today. There's a young lady named Mecca Nelson, okay? And her husband was, was killed. And we had this gala two weeks ago at the Marriott Marquis in the city. Were you there that night? No. Okay. So they showed pictures of all these brave people, including your husband, who were killed. And then me and my friend Rita and Judge Janine read all the names. And when I read her husband's name, she ran over to me afterwards. And she gave me a kiss and a hug. She was in the studio about two hours ago. And I said, all I did was read your husband's name. And she said, yes, but I listen to you every morning. And the fact that you recognized him. And when I just read your husband's name, you gave me like a Phil Simms fist pump, like you just threw a touchdown pass. You did the same exact thing. Why is that? Everybody's got this whole attitude of never forget. And the strange part about our lives is we didn't know we had that option. It isn't once a year. It was our lifestyle after 9-11. It was an everyday thing, whether someone passed that day or as a result of it. So 21 years later, when someone says his name, you mean you're never going to forget it. You know, like I said, you get everybody who will say, never forget, it's once a year. You, You know, you wave the flag, you move on, and God bless them and thank you. But to truly mean it by saying their names over and over again is the most important thing. After you did text with my wife this morning, to your point, she said, how you doing, Curtis? I said, I'm doing well. You know, we're raising a lot of money, but it's hard. It's emotional. She said, yes, but they don't get to move on after today. This is their lives. Look at that. Danielle's yeah. text from this it's, morning saying exactly it. what you just she said. She gets it. Yeah. You've got five kids, yep. and Joe is no longer here. So while we do this today, and we mean it, we are heartfelt. We are broken hearted. We want to give you all we can. We go back to our regular lives tomorrow. Your regular life is this. It's 9-11. I mean, and people, some, you know, some people say, oh, you have to get over it. There's no getting over it. There's nothing to get over well, can you tell us something about your husband? Oh, what? Something that's uh, memorable that will stick in the minds of all of the folks listening now so that they can uh, relate to him. It's relatable about my husband. He was a great dad. He was a great father to them. He was, and he'll love to know this now, especially he was a great cheer dad. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to the cheerleading events with the girls. Mm-hmm. You know, he wore the colors of their uniforms whether and and he also did it for football, but that was his relief because he suffered horribly from PTSD afterwards. 
But this was another world he could escape to outside of that. So he went to the cheerleading competitions. He went to the football games and put on that uniform. And then, you know, he put on his uniform and he was back to fireman. I said uh, a bunch of times today, this was not a one-day event. Nope. That uh, We had two wars, Iraq and Afghanistan, because of that day. Uh, and certainly we know that we've lost a lot of folks uh, with a bunch of different cancers and diseases. I believe over 85 cancers now that are associated to the pile that day when Christine Todd Whitman out of New Jersey said, don't worry, it's safe. And your husband went there and uh, he worked every day and uh, he passed away. And I'm assuming it's because he was down there with yeah, those toxins. 100%. So when I mentioned Christine Todd Whitman, you you, you got upset just now because... Yeah. You believed it when she said that. So did your husband. No, we didn't believe you her. You didn't believe her. No, not at all. When you're married to a first responder, they automatically, they knew. They knew. So we knew. You could, first of all, the air in New York <laughs> is not safe to begin with. Right, you know. Right. So to say that you're fine, you automatically took the rest of us down a peg. It was never safe. Now add this. Because you knew what that was. You knew what the dust was. You knew it. My husband was getting undressed outside the house, putting it in plastic bags, and then bringing it to a laundromat because he refused. He wouldn't come in the house with anything That's what I did with COVID, just, you yeah. know. My wife maybe dealt with COVID, but this yeah. is obviously a lot more Same uh, thing, though. It's, yeah. it's yeah. the same. Yeah. You don't want to. You're automatically thinking of your home as well. So don't sit there and say. And think of it now. People virtually walk around with hazmat suits, respirators on. And yet back then, if you just stood in the pile, which I had an opportunity to do, the smells alone, you could just smell death everywhere. You you, you saw the fires okay. burning nonstop. They needed that gear, and they were denied that gear. I have a crazy story about the smells, if you don't mind, um, of that. I grew up on Vicks. Where Vicks cured the world. Vapor like, rub. Yep. Yeah, I'm asthmatic. My mother and, used to rub down my body. Okay. But yeah. So yeah. imagine that <laughs> when it came flu season, my kids, every head to toe, covered in Vicks. So all of a sudden, I started to notice that my husband would have these like flares mm. of so angry, and he would get so, and I would think, what is happening? This this PTSD. What is this? It was a couple, like maybe a year or four that I realized it was the smell of Vicks that was setting him off because when they were down on the pile, they were putting Vicks inside their noses mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to get rid of the smell. So unknowingly, I was setting him off because of that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. It's, oh, boy. I, yeah. I actually lived on 21st Street and 8th Avenue in Chelsea. Close, Joanne. Not that close. Our windows close were open. It was a hot September day. And the smoke billowed in as if the fire was across the street. And that smell you're talking about, all over my clothing for months. And now I'm still 21st and 8th. I'm not down there at the site. I can't imagine how your husband and these people did this. Yeah. Are you thankful to people like uh, Peter King, the congressman, who uh, out there, and, and even the uh, idiot uh, comedian John Stewart, but fine. <laughs> he did a good thing in this case. He's uh, a nice turnaround. He did. He, you know, getting folks like you money for... Uh, for a long Phenomenal. time. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm forever grateful. I mean, it's, it's, you know, you sit there and like I said, people will always promise you, we've got your back. We're going to do everything for you. And then to actually see it happen. 
and to see it at work and yeah. to watch it and to know that they did mean that. Yeah, I'm I'm forever eternally grateful. And then, of course, on top of that, now you have Frank Siller in front of the towers who's doing these renovations in your home. And there's six of you there. There's a lot of folks in that yeah. house doing these renovations. That's not a small deal. That's a big deal. I mean, the Siller family, I, I not to make light of it or make a joke, they are like the Chick-fil-A of foundations. Yeah. They are the most welcoming, warming, um, compassionate, genuine people on the planet. You love Chick-fil-A, so do I. <laughs> <laughs> and I just didn't think that was possible. To run into a group of people that were unbelievably so genuine that they they just get you. They understood. They ask you a few questions. You know, they said, we're going to make everything okay. You don't, you know, after 21 years, you don't normally trust a lot of people that say those things sure. to you. Sure. They mean everything they say to you. Now, you smoke. 21 years later, you're right near where this attack occurred, Rockland County. Yeah. When I travel the country visiting guardian angel groups, I detect that people, it's fading from their memories. They, they, they don't think about it. They don't know about it. I asked my three sons, did they teach you about the attack on 9-11, either right before it or right after it? No, no, Daddy, no, Daddy. And I say to myself, how can this be? It's 21 years ago. I was taught about the attack of Pearl Harbor. Never forget the pearl by all of the elders no. who lived through that generation. I don't get the same sense this is happening with 9-11. No, like I said, there's because everything has become way too politically correct, way too you just don't want to offend anyone. Well, you're offending my husband by not remembering. You're offending the 343. You're offending New York by not remembering. I can understand outside of New York a little bit. Where it feeds, you know, the, my daughter went to school in Minnesota, and they didn't have the same grasp on 9-11 that we do, obviously, but she made sure they did, that they understood. So it, it just takes one person. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, New York still does a pretty good job, although I will tell you, my 14-year-old son, Gabriel, he uh, he does not learn about 9-11 in history. They're still, they are stuck every day oh, on no, civil no, rights. This year, this year, we spent more time. Dealing with the Queen's yes. burial funeral oh, than we did what do you with mean? commemorating 9 To your point, Curtis, CNN and MSNBC on the actual day, yes. 9-11, that Sunday morning, they were showing the Queen's procession and not all the tributes going on in downtown Manhattan. Yeah. And my son, he's on slavery and civil rights every day. God forbid they teach him about right. Pearl Harbor right. or 9-11 or any one of these things. They don't do it here in New York. What I'm most impressed with is I just recently found out this the Siller Foundation has um, a PDF downloadable file that is um, accessible to teachers. Oh, good. Who want to teach good. about 9-11 and the events that occurred that day. Why isn't that in every classroom? I don't know. Should be. Yeah. Look, especially the public schools. Yeah. We fund the public schools. Yeah. We're the taxpayers. Right. We should demand it. It doesn't have to be every day, but either before the attack of 9-11 or right that after. Week, that week, right. of course. Right. Where are you from originally? Inwood. So when you said about, I remember seeing those red berets coming around the corner. Mm. Um, I grew up on Dykeman Street. Oh, sure, Dykeman. Yeah, that's not so far from I, Riverdale where I lived. No, not too far. I lived in Riverdale. Yeah, mm. not far notice, from there. No, it's Riverdale, not the Bronx. Right, it's not the, the Bronx. Bronx. No, no, no. Oh, I live. In I Riverdale. call it Riverdale. 
Which Jewish people love their stuff. But you seem like a really cool chick, so you'll probably, uh, you were a lot of fun the, uh, before you yeah. had your five kids. Maybe even now, I don't know. What yeah. high school did you go to? Sacred Heart and Yonkers. Oh, oh I know that's of course. Sacred yeah. Heart and Yonkers. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Do. We had the pool on the roof. Yeah. And... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See that? Have... That's like Riverdale. That pool on the roof. I have Bailey Avenue a lot. Oh, um, yes. Riverdale. Yes. So yes. When there was that cross where. If you were on Kingsbridge, you were in the Bronx. That's right. But if you walked up the hill a little bit, you right. were in Riverdale. That's right. Yeah. Oh, Riverdale, excuse me. I really had no idea Riverdale was the Bronx all those years. I just come back from Boca Raton, Florida. I they thought, don't know either. Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, they don't know either. Well, listen, it is uh, great to meet you. You're really a joy. You too. Thank and you. we're both very, we're all very sorry about your husband. Thank you. But um, you've got a beautiful family and you got a beautiful new home. Oh, my gosh. Right? What a great way to celebrate oh my Christmas. Gosh. Yeah. I would love to have you all up to have some sausage and pepper oh. to see the new home. And we'll come. Absolutely. All it takes is all, that's all it takes. Sausage yep, and pepper. That's uh, it. Sausage and pepper. Well, come. I was just in Paul River on Saturday. Be oh, happy to come to your house. You really? So you know the way. I, I know the way. Beautiful. Thank you. You're welcome. God bless Thank you. you. Thank you. All right. That is Joanne Stack, everybody, the wife of the late, great Joe Stack, God rest his soul, who we lost years ago for doing nothing but, um, well, Trying to uh, find people down in that horrible pile uh, down by the World Trade Center. God rest his soul. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.